Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. All right, you are now tuned into the sounds of the most structuralist podcast in the world. I'm going to keep saying that because I do think that we are. Uh, I'm, I'm Zach. He's Ty. We have No Structure Podcast. Tour's back in the building with us after a month-long hiatus. Welcome back, Tour. Yeah, man. How uh, how things been? Things been going good. Same old? You know, life. Work still a drag? Yeah. Told y'all that I'm on third shift. Um, I will say I'm starting to get used to it. As much as you can be? I'm realizing I'm old. Yeah. That's the issue. Oh, you just started realizing yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird, bro. I'm actually about to be 32 coming up, and that's starting oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Like what? 32? 32 is like, like a weird fuck? number. It's like you, it's like the number where you have to actually accept that you're in your thirties. Like, Oh, this is the path that we're, we're on now. I feel like I'm frozen at 25 inside my head. In your brain? Yeah. 25 is a good year though. I mean, it was all right. I just feel like age wise, I feel immature. <laughs> Do you ever, I, I feel like that sometimes too. I honestly don't feel like I'm as old or my like m- mentality at least mm-hmm. is not like what I thought it would be at 32. I think part of it is because I expect my body to do certain things. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and it doesn't. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, bro, we old. Like, you know. And this is your official blue chew ad. <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, like, waking up sore as fuck or like, I don't know, walking down the stairs and your knee pops. Like, what the fuck oh, is this man. bullshit? The worst. You know I mean? The worst. Yeah. Or just like waking up with a headache. Yeah. Like with no, with nothing. Like I didn't get fucked up last night or anything, but I just wake up and have a headache now. Bro, I just told you, so I just woke up like, I don't know, probably 30 minutes ago. So you got your now. R&B voice on right now? <laughs> yeah, low key. <laughs> I woke up with allergies. Yeah, dude. Wake it, wake up allergies. Not even because there's grass in the air. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I'm awake. What, what kind of allergies do you have though for the, in the fall? Like trees or something? Waking up. Oh, just, like, just that's it. Oh, so it's not, you don't actually have allergies. You just feel like you have allergies. Right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. My body's like, nah, we don't want to wake up. Yeah, dude, I wanted another two hours of sleep. My body always feels like that, especially like you're staying with third shift. Um, recently, I've been moved to the, the 7 a.m. shift instead of the 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. I've been working like a hybrid, some days one, some days seven. That seems like it would fuck you up. Dude, waking up at seven is hard, bro. Well, mm-hmm. th- obviously, it's like 5.45, 6, but waking up is harder than it is to be up at 1 a.m. Because I know like at 1 a.m., I'm solely responsible for everything that needs to be done at work, right? Mm-hmm. So if I don't get there... It's going to go reflect bad on me. Mm-hmm. 7 a.m. I know I've got other coworkers. So I might show up 15, 20 minutes late and say there was traffic. I get that, actually. I really do. Because um, on the more night time shift, there's only a few people. So, yeah. Right. I understand that. More responsibility. More responsibility. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Uh, thanks for me. I've been doing pretty good. I told you I'm going on vacation next month. I'm excited for that. Yeah. My mom's going to be here tomorrow. I'm excited for that. Shout out to moms. Yeah, my mom's. I'm excited. It's her birthday, actually, this weekend. So, happy. well, by the time this comes out, it'll have been her birthday. So, happy birthday, mom. Yes. Uh, birthday. And, you know, just trying to make it in fucking Joe Biden's America. You know, gas is up. Grocery stores are taxing for bags now. Like The stock market is unpredictable. Yeah, shit's getting wild out here, man. It's, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. And I don't know if it's Joe Biden's America, but... Speaking of all that going broke stuff, um, so the U.S. is kind of in a little bit of a turmoil right now. Has it always been? I I feel like we have this conversation once a year about the U.S. having to do some shit to keep the government open or to raise the debt ceiling or something like that. Like, it's always some fuck shit that they're on. I don't know too much about that stuff. Yeah, I, won't, I won't say I'm like the biggest finance person, right? All I know is that it seems like there's this momentum of getting away with a lot 
and we'll figure it out as we go mentality. Yeah. So anytime I hear like, oh yeah, um, the government's adding more money to their funding, even though they're in debt up to their asshole. I don't know. Like it doesn't surprise me. Right. So this whole thing that's going on right now is they need to raise the debt ceiling, like how much they're able to borrow to pay off our debts. But what does that even mean? Who so, are we paying? China. So I, this is where I was. Okay. So this is where it gets a little deeper, right? So we owe all this debt and China owns $1.1 $1. billion of our debt. Do you remember that office episode? $1.1 billion doesn't sound like a lot. Uh, maybe I got that wrong. That, it has to be true. It might be. It's got to be more. Oh, trillion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trillion. So we owe all this money to China. And it reminded me of that office episode where Michael was talking about how he's reading the magazine at some doctor's office. And he's like, China's going to take over the world. And him and Oscar get into that whole debate through the whole thing. But it's like, maybe he predicted that. Like, China kind of owns our ass. They've got our nuts in a vice grip right now. I mean, I don't know. No. Yeah. I mean, it just... To me, it's just so crazy how the government expects us to pay our bills on time and do all this stuff, yet they, they're about to fucking go into default on a bunch of their loans. So what happens? Like, um, the U.S. doesn't pay back who they owe what? Like, what now? They're, they're talking about, and I don't know, like, the specifics of what would happen, but there's would be a whole economic collapse. Because like, what? Inflation would go up because we're not paying our debts back. Right. I guess we should bring somebody on the show that can break this down. I feel like Shane would know a lot about this, but you know, we had one, we'll have him last time. Shout out Shane. I just don't understand. Like, let's say someone that has all the weapons and all the muscle, you owe them money or they owe you money and they don't pay it. Like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah. So that that's what I'm... To break somebody's kneecaps? I don't get what you're going to do. Yeah, are the Chinese going to break Joe Biden's kneecaps? Is that what's going to happen? Like, you, we, we want our fucking 1.1 trillion. As long as I've been alive, I remember the U.S. being in debt. So I don't... Yeah, which it's it's just so funny that the U.S. like brags about like us being a superpower and stuff, but we're in debt all the time. We're always on some fuck shit. Like, currently, this isn't just going on in the U.S. It's going on all over the world. But the, have you heard about what's going on with the supply chain shortage? When it comes to, like, uh, chips and stuff? Just anything. Like, uh, well, probably because COVID kind of stopped everything. Yeah. So I just saw a video recently. I think it was last week. There was all these ships that are just sitting out on at sea waiting to deliver stuff. Like there's just, a, there's a supply chain shortage everywhere. That's why gas prices are going up. That's why everything's going up. And, um, so you mean to tell me if you put the world on pause for one year, shit's going to be fucked up? Yeah. Well, the, swear to God. but the crazy thing is I feel like this is always a continuous running theme with, America, but now they could just blame it on COVID. Like, oh, we went through COVID, so that's why all this shit's fucked up. But it's like, in reality, it's like, eh. I think what it comes down to is I already know that the U.S. has its problems and the U.S. is going to get out of its problems because it's a pattern that seems to have been going for a while now. Right. It's not my problems. But it's going to trickle down to us eventually because everything's going to go right. up. So I understand that. So at some I'll, point I'll figure out my life, how to adapt. Yeah. Like, that's all I could do. Which is fucked up, though, because, you know, we, we're the government expects us to be responsible spenders, right? Like what they say with the student loans and all that. Like, oh, you took the money out. You got to pay it back and all this stuff. But then they're not the responsible spenders and it affects us. It's not like my personal debt is going to affect the government. But when has it ever been a thing? When has the government ever ran off of... Uh, non-hypocrisy. Yeah. Or it's for the people, which it, it says in like the, you know, whatever, the Bill of Rights or whatever the fuck. I'm not even is. talking, about, like I'm not trying to throw shots at our government. I'm just saying governments in general. Like when there's well, a lot of power. <laughs> no, when there's just a lot of power in general. Yeah, yeah. 
They ain't gonna get away with shit. Like if you make the rules, you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want to do. That's very true. But the whole thing about this is it's just money too. Like the government can just print more money theoretically, right? I know there has to be like backing and stuff too. But what what is money really worth? Does there like, have to be backing to it? No, I mean, yeah, probably, you probably not. Should uh, not probably not. No, it's it's fake. It's not real. Like we, this is like everything on this planet is made by us. If we wanted everything to be free, it could be free. Yeah, I'm not gonna like get into economics. Like I know the shit, but I remember seeing something where it was like, um, it's not the, uh, it's not the printing of the money that's the issue. It's people uh, when they stop spending the money. That's the issue. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Why that is, I'll find a YouTube video to show you. <laughs> yeah, because I don't remember. Really like my head, but I remember like that was that was the main thing. Yeah. It's like if people stop spending money for whatever reason, that's when shit kind of comes to a stop. Uh, stop. There was a, another tweet that I saw the other day where uh, a bunch of financial records came out and it was showing like all of these government people all the over Pandora the papers. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, if for the listeners to, so we, they know what we're talking about. Um, basically these papers outlined a whole bunch of like offshore accounts and things for all kinds of politicians and stuff all over the world. It's like no fucking shit. Everybody's hiding their money. The Panama papers. Uh, I don't remember specifically what it was about. It's, it was same before, shit. Before it's just like a pretty much like a data leak of a lot of people's offshore accounts, mm. which I want to say this when they say a leak, yeah, and I'm not air quotes. Well, I'm not giving anybody a pass, but when they say a leak, that just means like data came out, right? Right. I haven't looked into it, so I don't even know if what's bad yet. Yeah, basically, what it just sounds like is a bunch of people are just hiding money everywhere. But that's what. Have you ever watched any like rich white person TV show? That's what they do. Like they hide their money, they put them in offshore accounts, they send it to Switzerland. Like we saw. Uh, so Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. or he went to fucking Switzerland and hid all his money. Like you don't think that that's happening all over the world? It's not. A, uh, Americans aren't just greedy. Everybody's greedy all over the world. Right. I saw, like, I think it was Elton John and, like, Shakira's name popped up in there. Oh, Elton John? Oh, they're about yeah. to get Elton out of here? But here's the thing, though. It's like, okay, if my email's leaked... Elton John at iCloud.com? <laughs> but no, hear me out. If my email's leaked, like, that just means my emails are out. But out of all of my emails, you might find one email... Where you're gonna get some of my data to use a credit card, maybe right. if that credit card's even active still. You know what I mean? Like, just because the data leaks, what does that mean? What's yeah. in the data? Yeah, it's like they gotta be more specific about what they found in those documents, and maybe they, they are more specific. I didn't look at them; I just saw the tweet. So, right, I didn't look into it. You either. know, like most Americans, I just uh, just read the headline. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> We're headline based world. Uh, but speaking about greed, let's transition a little bit to TV. So, Squid Game. Squid Game. That's what it's called, right? I think so. So I had a whole different interpretation of what this show was going to be before I started watching it. Mm-hmm. I was seeing all this stuff on Twitter about this game show that had people doing like these crazy saw-like things in order to win money. I thought this was a real thing, dude. Like I thought this was like some game show from China that everybody was tuned in, and I was like, "How the fuck are they able to get away with this?" Pretty sure it's Korean, but keep going. Well, at the time though, I was just you know oh, on, yeah, on yeah, Twitter, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so I didn't I didn't know all of the, what was going on with this stuff, but uh, started watching it and uh, what are what are your some thoughts on it? Um, well, how, how, first off, how far are you into it? I only got to I think two and a half episodes. I'm on like game four. Game, oh, so <laughs> that's how you want to break it. And down. there's six games, right? I don't know. I think it was six. Let me, okay, let me start this off. Okay, so oh, we're about to get to some shit. There's like a cookie. Uh, spoiler alert! I don't know if you got there yet. Anyway, there's a cookie in the game no, 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 no. that they have to like cut out a shape or whatever. 
and I saw this like posted all over like Reddit and shit like that. Yeah, this is people very, like it's it's like really popular right now. Right, it's people just trying to make the fucking cookies. So right. I'm like, what the fuck is this cookie that everybody's making? And then I see everyone talking about you know the the show, and I see like these uh, parody sketches of the show and all stuff. So I'm like, okay, let me check this out. I wasn't gonna check it out, which. The reason why I wasn't going to check it out, I'm not a fan of dubbed movies, and yeah. I'm not a fan of subtitle movies. I will say that that's one of the drawbacks of this show, is I don't like the, the voiceover thing. We can get on the voiceovers in a second. Yeah. So then we finally start watching the show or whatever. I don't understand the hype. I don't get it either, dude. I really don't. I don't. I, was I feel like this is, this is some Tiger King shit. Yeah. To me. Where I was like, this is, really? This is what you guys are on? Like, the concept of it is super cool. But the actual execution of it, and I think going back to the the dubbing thing, like I think that takes away from it. Like I, I never watched Narcos, and I know this a lot of people on here are gonna be like, "Oh my god," you know. But one of the reasons was I didn't want to read subtitles. I didn't want to listen. Narcos, to, yeah, Narcos didn't have subtitles. I thought it was all in Spanish and everything was uh, subtitled. You might have seen like a Narcos spinoff or something. Oh, uh, maybe. But Narcos didn't have subtitles. Oh, uh, well, maybe I'll have to go back and try. Narcos is dope, dude. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the dubbing thing, like on top of that, plus just like the like the premise of the show seems kind of cool, but it's just the execution seems kind of, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. Whenever there's a dubbed movie, which like if it's like a 90s Asian movie, Something about that, like I fuck with that. Where like the guy will like say something and his mouth will keep moving, but he's already got all his words right. out. Like, like some rumble in the Bronx shit, yeah, Jackie yeah. Chan. Like something like that. Like, okay. But you know, thirty years later, why are we still doing that? Like why can't it there should be like a better way to do it? I shouldn't have a nine year old Asian woman on the screen sounding like a thirty year old white woman. That doesn't yeah. make sense to me. You're talking about like the mom? Just in general. Oh, just in general. Yeah, I mean, like, it's weird. It, like, it distracts me to the point that I can't really get into it. Man, I feel you. on. I'm glad you said that because I felt that whole way during the first couple episodes. I was like, I don't know if I'm... Am I missing something here? Like, is this... Do I not understand the hype? Am I missing a part of the show that I don't know? Like, maybe it gets better. But to me, it was just like, eh. Yeah. Eh. I'm going to keep watching because it is entertaining. But it's hour-long episodes and you're not really giving me a lot in that hour. Like, for those first three episodes, they only had one game in there. Mm -hmm. And then the people just get taken back to their homeland, and then you want to give me some sob backstory? Man, fuck that. Let's see some people die. It's actually interesting that you say that, because I know you're a very story-oriented person. Uh, if the story is well put together, like, I don't like things that just feel like they're wasting your time. You know what I mean? Like, why do you have to give me 30 minutes of, like, the old guy eating with the... Yeah. You know, like, I don't need that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I said this shit to Tay, too. I was like, I don't need this. I just want to see the games. Yeah, I want to see some yeah. people die. Yeah. And that's fucked up <laughs> to say, weird. but that's what the, the show's supposed to be about, right? Like, it's supposed to be gruesome and fucked up. I want to see some gruesome and fucked up shit. Yeah, I don't even know if that's what I want to see, though. I think I'm still trying to figure out why people like this so much. I understand why people will like it on just a base level. Like, they want something to watch. I don't understand why it's number one in 10 countries. Do you feel like it's because... So many people are saying that it's good that people are just tricking themselves into thinking, excuse me, that it's actually good. I think that's part of it. Remember how we were talking about um, advertising before and you can advertise like we'll use Instagram, for example. You can advertise like putting out a like just an image mm -hmm. or you can advertise putting out a video. 
there are, um, if you put out an image, you'll get a certain amount of likes and that's perceived a certain way to people. But if you put out a video, you're more likely going to get more views and it shows the number of views that's going to be perceived a different way to people. Right. So if you have 5,000 views on a video compared to a hundred likes on a picture, the 5,000 views holds more weight. Right. For sure. So with that being said, I think it's, um, it's similar to that where it's been viewed so many times. People think that there's something there. Like they're missing out on something if they don't watch it. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe just the views in general is value. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you talk to people like, hey, have you seen Squid Game? Like, no, it hasn't been a conversation yet. I'm sure people do that, though. Yeah. And I consider that a view like your or a share. Oh, whatever. Okay, you know what gotcha. I mean? Like a more organic share. Like you're telling people, like it's word of mouth rather than... I guess I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I think it's people want to be a part of the trend. Whatever's, yeah, the hype. And I think this is definitely a trend right now. And it sounds like I'm on some hater shit. I feel like I have to disclaimer that often. (laughs) But it's just an observation that I have that it's like, I don't know if the amount of attention on this matches what the actual um, thing is that the yeah. attention's on. But then again, it might not be for me. Then again, it might be going over my head. There's a lot of a lot of then-agains, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of feel the same way you do. I feel like it's just, for the hype, it's just not what I expected it to be. I expected there to be like, I don't know, from the things that I saw on the internet, it made it look way more cooler than what I'm actually seeing on the TV. Like, maybe if it was more shorter, like more condensed, because I think that the clips and stuff that I saw on Twitter and stuff, I was like, oh, okay, this looks really good. But then once it gets drawn out, it's like, all right, you're kind of fucking wasting my time a little bit. See, I didn't even get that vibe from looking at clips. Really? No. I honestly I was, thought it was a PlayStation commercial. I saw the little... Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's oh, what I thought too at first. Oh, yeah. PS5s are back in the start. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I saw some of the clips, though, I was just like, man, let me see what the fuck these guys are getting out of this. Because this... this all these memes and clips and all these things aren't doing it for me. Yeah. So part of the premise of the show is that they have to play these like games that they had as kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like recreations of games that they had as, as kids that they have to go through to win money. What are some games when we were kids, do you think that could have been added into something like this, like us versions of it? That's a good question. I would say tag, but they already have professional tag, which is kind of fun to watch. Honestly, it's kind of, it's, it's not something I'd watch all the time, but it's goofy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then again, I think one of the rules that was said on Squid Games is that it's equal. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, like yeah. it's an equal playing field for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say Tug of War is equal, but somehow the underdog, have you got there? No. Sorry. Anyway, underdog gets it. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there goes fucking uh, game four for me. I know. Um, yeah, I, uh, maybe heads up seven up. It's like that'd be a trash ass way to die, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just get your brains blown out because you you get tagged. He gets your brains blown out because you look under the desk and you see what shoes the uh, person's wearing. We talked about this, I think, one time on the an episode about cheating on heads up seven up. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. A game that's equal across the board. I'm thinking of like all the games I used to play as a kid, like tetherball. That's not really equal because whoever I play is gonna die. 
Damn, okay. That confident, <laughs> huh? So you're getting the billions if it's, if it, we do a squid game tetherball? Yeah, the 100 billion won. What? Yeah, I don't even know what a won is. Like, uh, okay. it's, I think, so I looked this up because I was interested to see what it converts to in U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think it's the Korean uh, currency. So how many U.S. dollars is that? Uh, I think I did the math wrong because it was like a fraction of what I thought it was going to be. So I did like, it's what possible. was it? They win like 46 billion won or something. I think it only equated to like 46 million U.S. That sounds right to me. Could be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Even if it was like 400,000. Like 400,000 to 4 million, like those numbers seem realistic. Yeah. Someone walking away with 40 billion something sounds ridiculous. Well, it's also crazy that show that they were saying that these people were like billions of dollars in debt. So when I'm thinking billions of dollars in debt, I'm thinking like, you know, Bill Gates or some shit is in debt. Right. Not what was that? An average person. There's a place, I believe, in Africa, maybe? I don't Wakanda? Know. No, no, no. Like in, in real Africa. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Wakanda's not real? You can buy like a, was it a trillion dollar note? I don't remember what place it was. You know, do you know what place it was? There's a place, maybe Zimbabwe. You can buy a trillion dollar, like a, like a, like a dollar bill that's a trillion dollars. Yeah. Which is a, a trillion dollar bill. It's a, it's a trillion dollar bill for whatever money they have, which is equal to like not shit to US dollar. I was going to try and guess what their currency is, but I'm not even going to do all that because I'm going to say something offensive, I think. Probably. It is Zimbabwe. So a trillion dollar dollar bill. So $100 trillion dollar bill, you can buy one for $309 US. US? Ooh, and you be stunned? Like, oh, look at this trillion oh, dollar Oh, wait bill. a minute. On Amazon, you can buy a $100 trillion dollar bill for $172. Interesting. US. I wonder what that equates to, though, financially there, like... Uh, maybe the the finances is weighted different. You know what I mean? So like for sure. So that's not as much money as we actually think it could be. That would actually be kind of funny if we just one day just decided to turn our one dollar bill into one thousand. Yeah. So I mean, it it will work the same. The numbers are going to be different, but it would work the same. Yeah. Like yeah, I just bought this this two billion dollar car. You know what I mean? And it's like a Civic. <laughs> yeah, it's like a ninety five Civic. Yeah. This is an eighty nine Civic. How dare you? Yeah. Um. One of the games I thought of from when we were kids was, do you remember that one that people would like, uh, two teams would stand on each side and you'd lock arms? Red Rover? Red Rover, yeah. So maybe like a person would have to get to the other side and break the chain before a timer runs out. That's damn near the squid game. I know, but hear, hear me out. So if they don't break the chain, mm-hmm. they explode spontaneously. But if they get through the chain, then one random person on the team that let them through explodes simultaneously. Or, uh, not simultaneously. Well, I guess it would be simultaneously because it would explode at the same time as, I don't know. It's not the right word. Yeah, it's not. It's not. What is to, it? Trying to justify. I mean, instantaneously. Any, instantaneously is what I was looking for. Or everything is spontaneously combust. Could have been. Could have I been. feel like I you try to put both those together. Mixing ideas here. <laughs> yeah, Red Rover would be, that'd be a fucked up way to die. What about like dodgeball? If you could dodge a wrench, you could dodgeball. Theoretically. Yeah. What if you're playing like dodgeball with grenades? Oh, okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Hey, hit us up for the uh, Squid Game America version, yeah. the non-dubbed version. I mean, it's gonna be dubbed other places, but yeah, yeah, yeah. To Americans, yeah. Uh, I did see a crazy stat. So Huang Dong, this guy's the creator's name is Huang Dong Hyuk. If I'm saying that right, but he wrote the show in 2019 and had been rejected from studios for the last 10 years, and now is just finally catching on with that. He Netflix. wrote the show in like 2011. Well, it says 2009 here. 
2009. You said 2019. Oh, did I say 2019? Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah 2019, 2019 uh, rejected for 10 years. Uh, he actually, it says that he had to stop writing the script and sell his $675 laptop due to money struggles. Now it's number one in 90 countries and is expected to become Netflix's most watched show ever. That's pretty crazy, though, because... So he was thinking from a broke place, right? Like when he was writing this, he was broke, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the, the his thought process on, I'll create this show where the people can get money, they can get out of their debt by participating in this game that could make them die. Like it's a pretty crazy place to go, but it just shows you where your mind can wander when you're broke. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The show's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to I just, me. Yeah. It's just, um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not buying the hype. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, going off of that thing that you just said, though, that he was in like that struggle mode when he was writing. Um, actually, I'm gonna cut that out. That's a thought that wasn't complete. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what they say: money is the root of all evil. So people will do some some pretty damning things when it comes to the the almighty dollar or whatever they call it in Korea, the won. Oh, I was like, wait, wait. You know what's funny, yeah. though, is the way they say won for their dollars is how you say won. It is, and I get yeah. shit all the time for it. It's, I don't get it. How do you, how do you, if if someone were to win something, how do you say win in past tense? You won. He's like in between. It's like a you. Uh, one? One. One. Yeah. one. Okay, yeah. so you say it normal. Yeah, he, we're, we're normies <laughs> over here. You're the, you're the oddball out. He won. See, he, you said he, he won. He said you said it yeah, sounded right. That's how he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he won. Sounded, uh, I don't know. We want to stick on some entertainment stuff. The Super Bowl halftime show is going to be pretty crazy this year. You know what's crazy about it? So you got who is it? Stoop. Hold on, time out. Before we get into this, you got to take back all that stuff you said about Jay Z, where you said that he's never going to get us a good halftime show. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying about it. Jay Z, I'm sure, would do such things, but that was kind of a. Uh, Kind of to my point that I was going to bring up three years ago, looking at this, would be like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, for sure. I'm still like that. <laughs> I'm still in shock that they were able to get this. I'm not in shock that they were able to get anything. Well, yeah, I mean that they would go. We were just in a situation where people would get fined taking a knee during the national anthem. 100%. Taking a knee due to social injustice. In the country that they're playing in, right? Right. That's it. They weren't going to beat people's ass during the national anthem. They were taking a fucking knee because they felt that people were being treated unjustly. I don't see an issue with that at all. No. Silent protest? What's wrong with that? Got plenty of attention. Got people talking about it. Talked about it so much that the NFL is like, now you can't do that shit no more. Colin Kaepernick got his own Ben and Jerry's flavor off of this. And a Nike deal. The Ben Ben and Jerry's is fire, by the way. This is not an ad. My point about that, though, is that that wasn't long ago. No. People don't forget. I didn't forget. And then Jay-Z comes in and never doubted that he was going to have his friends perform at shows. Never doubted that once. Like He has a lot of pull. But my main issue at the beginning was... I see Jay-Z coming in and he's going to be the face to make this seem okay. Like to make it seem like, um, let me back up. So you got 
black entertainers entertaining in a league that is that was clearly against um, social injustice or social justice, right? At a point, yeah, for sure. Um, and their fans, <clears throat> just based off of the actions that they took on taking a knee during yeah. the national anthem. So then you have black entertainers now, or you have Jay Z coming in saying like, "We're gonna change this. We're gonna have the NFL do blah 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 blah." All these things, which I don't even know what the fuck they've done. Every time they do something like this, like there's a lot of words. I guess it doesn't trickle down to me personally, so I don't really see what they do. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just seems like. Jay-Z is the face to take the hit or to make it okay for people to be like, oh, Jay-Z's cool. If Jay-Z's in the situation, it's okay. Now we fast forward to right now. You have a whole black lineup uh, for the Super Bowl halftime show. That's what's up. Put black people on. I get that. But was there a change? Can people take knees still without getting fined? You know what I mean? Like, what, yeah. what, what's the difference I think it kind of proved my point that Jay-Z was here for us to say it's okay. And now we're in this situation that we're kind of... The NFL didn't get... NFL had to endure a slap on the wrist for six months. And now they're right back making more money than ever. Right. Off of the same principles that they've been on. No, I definitely agree with you on that. I do think, though, that he was able to bring hip-hop back into the NFL as far as the halftime show. because but that's, that's so small compared to... What I know the but actual having, issue was having that yeah yeah but the issue aside like having that kind of representation at such a big event is a big thing like I don't think that because was for years hip hop wasn't allowed to be anywhere near the NFL after the whole Janet Jackson Justin Timberlake debacle okay you would get Travis Scott who got 10 seconds with Maroon 5 like it would now we have like the weekends performing mm-hmm. this year of course the, the, there's a whole big lineup like okay I I will give you that to an extent because to me, it's like a pat on the back, like, or a pat on the head, like, okay, here, you you take this halftime show, forget about all the fuck shit that we just did. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting paid off of the halftime show anyway. Have your little fucking moment for 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, I mean, I, I agree. I, I agree with you on uh, certain points of that, but though, but I think that, um, I don't know, I think this is a big step forward for hip hop in general. I mean, sure. But uh, we can get on to actual the actual performances. So we have who Kendrick. Can I say something real fast? This yeah. is like um, was it the Grammys where Tyler the Creator got Best Rap Album without rapping? Shit, he might get it this year too. But so his album Igor, yeah, didn't rap on it. <laughs> got the Best Rap Album. Yeah, same shit to me. Where it's like these people, like the white boardroom at the top, is like just just give them the shit. They don't even just shut them up. Yeah, they're yeah. not even paying attention to the art. Because if that was the case, if they were paying attention to the art, he wouldn't have got a best rap album for not rapping. That's true. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I I agree with that. It's almost like um, I can't think of the word right now, but it, like they're basically just giving it to him, just to be like, here, take your award and shut and up. That's exactly how I see the Super Bowls. Like, here, take your little spot. In my mind, I hear them saying like, take your little spot, so we just keep it pushing, and you guys don't fuck up my money again. Yeah, that's how I see it. Going off the sport thing too, though. Did you see recently that uh, NASCAR? There was a thing at NASCAR where they were chanting. They they were reporting that they were chanting "fuck Joe Biden" at the NASCAR event. I didn't see that, but I saw. I'm pretty sure there's a black driver that ended up winning. Oh uh, yeah, it was Bubba Wallace. Bubba that Wallace. was the dude that had like the whole situation with the noose. And do you remember that? I don't. I don't watch NASCAR. Or really pay attention. No, to it was. A, but it was a big story, like in the news, because they had allegedly found a noose in his. Um, somebody had tied a noose in his like uh, garage where he was at, 
and it was like a whole racial thing for like two weeks and it turned out that it was like something from a door i don't know it was a lot of weird shit but yeah that was he was, was a I big mean, thing centered around him that's unfortunate but in the field that he's in i wouldn't be surprised that he endures racism well and that's what i was going to get the point i was going to get at was with the nascar thing like they were all these republicans and right people were cheering on them saying that at the allegedly saying that at this nascar event right it's like weren't you the same people that were telling basketball players to shut up and dribble Weren't you the same people who were telling um, black people to keep politics out of sports, like all this stuff, and now politics are NASCAR is all of a sudden fucking cool because you can drink a Coors Light and yell, fuck Joe Biden? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hypocrisy in general, but since we're focusing on that right now, <clears throat> you have all these, you know, uh, anti-vax people that have their fake cards, oh, yeah. but they're the same people that get mad at people like... People from other countries trying to have a better life here with fake papers. Yeah, we never really got into that Haiti stuff, but that Haiti stuff was wild. With the, the whole border crisis stuff. I don't know. You talking about the earthquake? No, where the, there was all those Haitians underneath the bridge and like on the border of Texas and Mexico. Oh, shit. I actually saw a video of that. Yeah, yeah that was insane. And that, that whole thing was sad because those Haitians were refugees that had moved to Central America when like the, the earthquake stuff happened and mm. when um, was it an earthquake? Earthquake, yeah. right? Earthquake, and then um, also their their leader was assassinated. I actually was, remember that. Wasn't was it recently that. because of um, like the vaccine situation or something? I don't know, but he was like murdered in his own home. I think that I don't know. I, I don't know specific details, but I think his family was murdered along with him. Like, that wasn't like, too long ago, right? Like yeah, last it was year, less maybe? than less than six months, I think. Actually, oh, okay, yeah, yeah it's pretty recent. But basically, they defected to Central America to seek refuge, and at first. Those countries were like, yeah, yeah, come over. We'll take care of you. They started running out of money because COVID and stuff. And then they basically said, you guys got to go back home or you got to find somewhere else. So they all fled to the border. And then all that shit was going down at the border, which was just. All I saw was a video of it. And I remember looking at it like, where the fuck is this and what is going on? Yeah, there's um, a long history of the United States using Haiti for a long time um, as far as like gaining independence and stuff so it's kind of fucked up now that we turn our back on them when they need us the most when we've been literally bleeding their culture dry for things for us but that's the american way i feel like you already know what i'm about to say about that yeah so, uh let's get back to super bowl yeah, yeah we kind of got into a lot yeah, yeah. uh how do you feel about who we got we got dr j dr Doug, Doug, kendrick kendrick mary, mary j, j eminem oh yeah i forgot about eminem yeah so what do you, uh, so first off, is this like a Dr. Dre and Friends thing where he's going to be like. That's what I was thinking. Okay. So it'd be like they, he, they're going to come out and perform songs that they're on with him, right? That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking too. But then again. I don't know any Dr. Dre songs by himself that he would sing. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. But he would do, like I would assume with Kendrick. What does he even have with Kendrick though? The recipe? The recipe. So that's what they would do. Eminem and him have, you know, that's long slate of hits, him and Snoop. Right. Him right. and Mary J, though. I'm not, that was another wild card to me, Mary J. I'm not, obviously, I, I know what Mary J has done for music, but I'm right. not too, like, I don't know too much of her music, except for, um, what's the one video that had Terrence Howard in it for when we were, like, kids? It was on, like, BET. It was, Terrence uh, Howard was in Hello Music it videos, was, bro. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was in Hello Music videos. Shanti music video? Like, what the fuck? Uh, Be Without You. Be Without You. That song awesome. is fucking fire. One of my uh, favorite songs. Family Affair. That's kind of like an upbeat song. Okay, I do know that song. Yeah. Um, I don't know the the whole vibe that they're trying to create. I'm assuming based off of Dre. Dre not uh, uh, rapping a song, a solo song. So he's going to be probably using the hits with M and Snoop. Yeah, he's not going to be up there ex and performing uh, Explosive. 
which would be fire if you did. That but, would be dope. Yeah. But those are like all upbeat songs that I can think that he's featured in or featured with, mm-hmm. right? So then you got Mary coming in the situation. I don't know what upbeat songs is going to be besides Family Affair. Um, everything else is very R&B, like Be Without You. Or Be Without like, You might sound fire over those loudspeakers, though. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sure. she, she went crazy all that. But th- my point though is like, is that going to fit the vibe of the other it's songs? It's not it's like stadium music. I feel like they're trying to make it cohesive. Mm-hmm. And I really just don't know what they're going to put. They're not going to sing no more drama. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to sing? That'd be weird, bro. <laughs> That'd be weird. Like, yeah. next to Jenna Juice? Like, come on. You know what I mean? You know who would have fit better than Mary J? No shade to her or anything, but, um, Busta. Instead of Mary, huh? Yeah, that just to fit the vibe more, because it seems like a very. I don't hip- think that would fit the vibe at all, bro. If you got like, Kendrick, Dre, M, Snoop, and, and then Mary, and then Buster, then okay, who's a who's a female artist that would fit instead of Mary? Ooh, well, who was signed? To, uh, Eve was signed to Dr. Dre for a while, wasn't she? I don't she know. I don't even think Eve would that. fit that. But I don't even like just the same thing with the Mary J. Bosch. I don't really know too many Eve songs. Misty. Hmm. Okay, who's a male artist that would fit instead? Well, because that's a very West Coast group. M obviously is Detroit, but yeah, he seems like he's gonna. He fits that. that. Like he fits the vibe with them with Dre and Snoop, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, so another what? Uh, so the whole thing too is being done in SoFi, which is the Rams' new stadium, which looks absolutely fucking insane. Yeah, that place is. looks great. I want to go. I don't like the Rams logo. Well, I don't like the Rams anyways because the Seahawks on this side, but yeah. you know. Except for Cooper Cup. Shout out Cooper Cup. It's Eastern. Oh, yeah, Eastern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Rams logo looks like the logo to uh, medicine. Yeah, or like, um, you know the Divine Feminine, the Mac Miller album? Yeah. You know how it's like that seashell-looking thing on the front? That looks like the Rams logo. Mm, I can see that. Yeah, I would love, I don't know if it's going to happen, but if Kendrick did Good Kid, Mad City. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, that. but do you know how that would sound at SoFi with the Super Bowl crowd? Like, that shit would go nuts. Let's see. What do I think Kendrick's going to play? I think he's going to play the recipe. You think he's going to do all right? I think he's going to do all right. Yeah, which is going to be fire. It is going to be fire, but I feel like that's like his... It's like, we're going to slate you for the Super Bowl, so you have to do all right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, like yeah. his go-to, which kind of sucks, because it almost dilutes the song a little bit right. to me, and I love that song. Um, yeah, I can't think of any other... Like, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, maybe? That would be dope. I could see them, like doing intro music of that song to bring him out and then him not even rapping that song. Yeah. Maybe they'll take a whole different approach. Like with The Weeknd, I thought that he was going to just do his really, really big hits and that was it. But he did like Glass Table Girls and shit. So, yeah. which was, was I mean, so he still fire. did Blinding Lights though. That's a pretty Blinding Lights record. though, man. One, we'll have a conversation about Blinding Lights one day, but that song is like one of the biggest songs of the last like 25 years. Like, I love that song. Oh, I do too. But, yeah. but as far as like, chart wise and how many da- how many uh, weeks it's been at number one like mm-hmm. that was insane because when i first started i was like oh this is obviously a hit but the way the the hit that it became mm-hmm. monster yeah there's definitely um like a timing in the world that it has to match yeah you know what i mean and it just happened to work it yeah work. it was a perfect time to drop that song yeah and yeah he was in that weird like um casino looking phase or whatever at that time so like perfect i really match. liked that a lot yeah that was um like a good what would you even call it that aesthetic like a uh album theme yeah yeah, yeah good theme yeah yeah that shit was fire but i'm excited to see like i want to see next episode mm-hmm. uh still dre obviously is gonna obviously. go crazy 
I would love that they brought out 50. I don't know if that's going to happen, but 50 coming out and doing something would be crazy. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I feel like people are trying to get away from 50 a little bit because he's been saying some wild stuff lately, but... I mean, he has... Well, he's I been think, saying wild stuff. I don't think 50 is in the music anymore. Yeah, he. it doesn't seem like he even cares about making music anymore. Bro, he has like two spin-outs from Power. Yeah, speaking of which, have you checked out BMF yet? Yeah, I watched the first episode. Is it good? I think it's good. I've been hearing um, good things, but I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I talked to Spice about it, and she um, she Spice. said it was kind of slow, hmm. which we kind of had a conversation about, yeah, this does seem like one of those ones, um, maybe wait five episodes and then binge that, and you'll be in it. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean? It's I like, like it, though. Actually, let me say this. I know what it's going to be. Yeah. I can already feel what it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be like a snowfall-esque type. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm already going into it with hopes that it's going to be that. So I'm... I'm in it for a different reason. Not necessarily because of what I saw, but because of what I hope. You know? Yeah, what it could become. Yeah. And uh, 50 hasn't exactly missed at all. I mean, I wasn't, I never watched Power, but mm-hmm. everybody loves that show from what I've seen. I tried Power. I watched maybe the first couple seasons, but there was a lot of situations that I felt like they could have got out of. Yeah. That I'm like, like, really? You're in another hey, situation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who loves that show? Funny enough is, uh, Travi Beats. Really? Yeah. Huge power fan. Shout out Travi. Yeah. Huge, huge power fan. What are some, uh, what's some other stuff you've been watching lately? Um, Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. Ooh, I haven't heard about that one. That one's weird. It's about, uh, these people that go to like a retreat and, uh, was it Nicole Kidman? No. Nicole Kidman was fine as fuck in one of those old Batman movies Nicole when she was a Kidman. therapist. Whew. No, it's not Nicole Kidman. I don't know her fucking name. It's like a hella famous white actress. I don't remember her name, but she's like up there. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. one of the top tier chicks from back in the day. Anyway, um, she's like this, uh, I guess cult leader or something like that. And she, I like cults, doses them with, uh, mushrooms and Ooh, gets these okay. people feeling a certain way. And it's interesting. I, I will say it's like a limited series. The, mm. um, the ending was kind of abrupt. I don't mind limited series though because I hate when shows will spend like six seasons just drawing out shit and it's like all right we we I got the same thing from season three so I'm getting in season six to an extent yeah because then there's sometimes where you can almost feel the conversation that they had in the boardroom where it's like um, almost like they told them like okay maybe maybe you guys can have four to five seasons. And then it seems like the boardroom's like, nah, you gotta wrap this up right now. Yeah, get this shit over with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like the last two episodes are like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Like that's how we're ending it. Like, like that. Just, they just like sped through yeah. a lot. Like there's a lot that was going on in the last two episodes. Interesting. Like, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, the tempo was a lot faster. But that did that make that more entertaining though, because they sped through it like that? Like there was just so much action that I think that a couple more episodes would have done it justice. We'll draw it out a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Yeah. It's a little too fast. Give a little bit more to the storyline. Yeah. I feel that. There's, uh, they should have spent like a couple episodes on concluding people's stories. That's one thing I hate about shows like Lost. I watched like, I don't know how many seasons it was, like eight seasons or whatever. There was so much shit that they didn't fucking finish. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you guys had eight seasons to wrap all this up and you guys didn't tell me what the smoke monster was. You didn't tell me what these fucking weirdo people walking around are. Like, I want to know. I want to know if these shows know how many seasons they're going to have from the jump. Because if that's the case, I think that they could plan it. But I think everyone has the intention to drag it on as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Every now and then there's a show that maybe gets the sense like, all right, we're going to get shut down soon. Let's start wrapping this up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it happens a lot with like sitcoms, like uh, How I Met Your Mother and stuff. Like, fam, 
All right, we get it. Ted's been looking for love for nine seasons. Like yeah. either he finds he finds love by the end of the season, or I'm out. Like, yeah, that's a that's a good show when it comes to uh, being able to do something like whatever the fuck you want every episode. Yeah, you don't have to necessarily follow it. You have to follow a theme, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but you don't have to conclude it like Seinfeld. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Where you could just kind of do whatever in every episode, and just at least as, as long as it ties in a little bit to what the main. Ooh. <laughs> The sneaky, main thing is, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was so sneaky, but um, yeah, lately I've been watching, so uh, Wu-Tang's back, so I've been watching that, uh, Billions, I've been, I know I've been telling you to get on Billions, but man, I fucking love that show, uh, it's been, just, I see it pop up on Amazon, it's often. on, sh- so you can watch, I think, the first, like, four seasons, mm-hmm. but the thing I like about it is, like, uh, it's a bunch of, like, trickery, it's like a bunch of white people playing, like, business games with each other, so that's why I like it, because it's like, they're all trying to trick each other into mm. getting rich, and it's pretty dope. White people. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> like I'll tell you off there who, who the main character reminds me of. But it's, yeah, yeah. So that, uh, Insecure's coming back. That's what's up. I, I think thought it was over, but uh, that's what's up. I think it's the last season. I thought it was last season, last season, but who oh. am I? Well, there were still some cliffhangers, remember? Uh, hey, when has it ever stopped anything before from coming back? That's true, because didn't, didn't Homeboy get uh, his... The girl he was with that he like left Issa for pregnant. Oh yeah, yeah. So we got we got to figure out what's going on with that. I hope Dro comes back. Dro was one of my favorite characters in there. Yeah, he's a wild boy. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, another show that's coming back that I'm really excited for is Succession. I know that's, that's another like white person drama that I told you to watch, but uh, HBO. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot of good uh, TV oh, rolling out. Dexter. Dexter, that's a big one that we, I forgot about. Yeah, I'm really excited mm-hmm. for that. Oh, and Free Guy, I'm about to watch that with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Is a movie that came out. Oh yeah, yeah, you were telling this had like the, to do with um, him trying to figure out how to. He get realized it. he was in a video game. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. told him that he was in a video game. Yeah, I which I've been listening too. to a lot of audiobooks about simulation theory recently. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting, man. Oh, you're going down that rabbit hole. Huh? Yeah, it's interesting because they just compare it to the. Um, the achievements that humans have had and they compare those achievements and they compare like when the achievements happen and why this doesn't necessarily make sense. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and Matrix is coming out in December, so. Yeah. Matrix. That's another thing. There's a lot of good movies rolling out here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to go see 007 on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, COVID, obviously a lot of fuck shit is tied to COVID. Yeah. There is some silver linings, and I will say this lightly because I don't want to offend people that had actual devastations with COVID. Yeah, yeah, respectfully. But, right. Um, it has made me very spoiled when it comes to movie releases because there would be a movie that's supposed to be in theaters, and or even if it did go to theaters, it pops up on TV. Like You can rent it on TV within a couple months now. Before, you had to wait like six months to a fucking year. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, dude. It yeah. used to piss me off. I'd have to wait until fucking December for Four Brothers. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so now it's like, if something comes out, you just got to wait maybe a month or two, because I'm probably going to watch James Bond at home in December. Oh, I'm going to see that shit in IMAX. That's like one of those movies I just have to see in IMAX. I'm probably going to watch popcorn high as a motherfucker. High as a bitch in that. Uh, Dune's another one that's coming out soon that i got to go see in IMAX, too. I don't know that one. Isn't that a game? Um, it's, I think I'm thinking doom. doom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what the, the, the Mohawk guy with the cannons where he's like fighting like zombies or some shit. Or is that Duke? I'm thinking of Duke Nukem. <laughs> like it's what I'm yeah. Thinking of. Doom is like one of the, it's an old school game. Oh yeah. And it had like the creepy, like uh stranger things looking monster on the I front. I don't remember. Oh, I but you don't fuck it. with stranger things though, right? That too. 
Oh, Stranger Things is about to come back, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, See, that's a, that's another one where it's like, um, what is the hype behind this? I don't get it. I really oh, don't well, get you it. Know, I'm, I'm a sci-fi person, so that shit is right up my alley. I'm about to lose all credibility with everybody listening, but Game of Thrones, I didn't get that either. Oh, you're, I'm, I'm 100% agreeing with you. I fucked that shit, bro. Really? I watched like two episodes. I was like, this shit is boring as fuck. See, I watched the first episode probably three times because I thought like, okay, I'm going to start this. I'm going to keep watching it. But maybe like a third of the way through the first episode, I'm like, it's the time period for me. Yeah. Like Vikings I and like dragons. That time period, and though. Yeah, I fuck with Lord of the Rings, like that kind like, of stuff. Uh, knights and castles and shit like that. Never did it for me. You never went to never. Medi- medieval times as a kid? No. Do you know what that is? Yeah. yeah. I would go now. Oh, yeah. That shit's fun. But I also know I like to talk shit, and I feel like that's a good spot. Yeah, if people don't know what medieval times was, it's basically like this thing where they like joust and you eat with your hands, and it's like a whole like uh, literally medieval times thing. People are dressed up. Yeah, it's it's kind of goofy, but it's kind of cool. I would go. I would go for the experience. Uh, I I had a lot of fun, but I was a kid also. So where is it even at? Uh, I went to one in California. Yeah, but the only thing we have one out here. Yeah, I think it was in California, like Anaheim or something. I was really young, Hmm. but it was cool. yeah, man, there's some like good TV coming back for the fall. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of good movies coming out too. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, TV movies and ratings. We forgot to touch on that. Yeah. So uh, speaking of TV, speaking of TV, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. Literally, out of my mouth. Took them. <laughs> Maybe the vodka's kicking in. <laughs> um, yeah. So every now and then there'd be a movie that pops up on Netflix. Yeah. And there's a few things that turn me off to movies. If I start watching the preview, which Netflix really needs to figure out, like not starting previews automatically. Yeah, I hate that shit. Hate it. Hate it. Um, but I also, I understand why they do it because it forces me to move to the next thing. Yeah. Nonstop. Like I'm just constantly moving because I don't want to hear the shit start. Well, we talked about both of us that we like to, uh, if we order food, we like to sit there and get like, you know, comfortable before right. the thing starts and then they start blaring that fucking preview over. Right. I start getting upset. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that turns me off. Uh, the next thing that turns me off, when it comes to movies or TV, um, the other thing is usually dubbed movies. Um, damn, you really don't like Squid Game, do you? But I'm not even talking about just Asian dub. Yeah, like yeah. it can be like Spanish dubbing. It could be, I think it's more just like the American accent on a region that I know is not going to sound like that. And I have to say that carefully because I don't want to make it sound like, oh, this person sounds white because what the fuck does that mean? Oh, no. You know what I mean? I'll say it. They 100% put the white thing But on. that's not necessarily true. Like, you can't have No, like you a- can't say that, bro. Just hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Okay, I've right, been told right. I sound white before. And it's like, because I can articulate words. Like, what, is, what the fuck does that mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could come across offensive, so I don't want to say that. But I know that... Like American English is like the accent, I guess, that they would place on dubbing. Yeah. And that doesn't fit a lot of places. Like I know if I'm watching a narcos type movie in Colombia and they sound like the people in my neighborhood, that doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Like, I don't want to hear Chris Collinsworth's voice on an Asian dude, right? Like, you know, like, right? He or has perfect fucking, English or Mexican kingpin. And also, it really irritates me when going back to the Squid Game thing. Like, I, I watch. We talked about watching movies with subtitles or watching shows with subtitles. I hate when whatever they're saying on the screen doesn't match the subtitles. I think I can get away with it if 
it was more believable. And maybe this comes to like ties into the fantasy of movies because maybe the person on screen knows how to speak the native language that they're speaking for the role. Yeah. And also knows how to speak English and can probably speak perfect English. But because it's fiction, I want it to match. So if it looks like it's from an Asian place, I want the person to sound Asian. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want the whole Give me vibe. someone that has yeah, like yeah. an Asian accent. I, I don't I don't know how else to say that without sounding weird or to sound like like you need to sound like your people. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's all fiction. And I want it to tie together. I want the story to tie together. That's it. Well, like a uh, perfect example is, uh, I don't know if I'm going to butcher his name, da- Damon Edris, the guy that plays the main character in Snowfall. You know, he's mm-hmm. British. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a perfect LA accent. Right. And then the other guy that plays his uncle, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The, with the yeah. jury curl. Yeah. Did you know that he has like a squeaky voice? No, I didn't. Yeah. He, so in the show, it's like super deep, but he has like this like weird <laughs> squeaky voice. His voice has always been weird to me anyway, but it fits the show. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, it's always been something that I've noticed. Like your voice sounds interesting. Like something's off about it. Something's off. Yeah. I, I look, at, I'll find a video and I'll send it to you. But it's pretty fun. His voice, okay. like off of camera, doesn't match his like exterior. Right. Like he looks like a big brooding dude, and then his voice is like kind of squeaky. Right. But that's a good example. Um, the snowfall guy, main character. Yeah. Uh, what's his name in the show? Uh, Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. So Franklin's character, he has a very pronounced british accent yeah but he speaks la hood yeah you know what i mean and does it perfectly too right and that's what i mean like if you're gonna do something like that like match the area match the culture match just match you know what i mean like you're acting already right you're a voice actor act the act the area you know do you think that maybe like taking squid game into account maybe that was like a korean show originally and then they were just like let's get this to america as fast as we can so we're just gonna put some phony voiceovers over i'm sure there's a lot of stuff like that and usually probably comes down to money yeah or it's like this is good enough just uh, distribute distribute it i was gonna say distribute and distribute it i guess it's well like i think a good example is like the office have you ever watched the british version of the office yeah it's not good well to me to americans americans right but the american version like if you americanize it it's great so like if maybe like a squid game were to americanize squid game it might hit better for me personally just because like like you said if i'm watching something that's happening in asian culture i want the full asian experience like a movie is supposed to take you to a different place you know what i mean like it's not but so- it's weird to even say that because i'm right there with you but it's like i want the asian experience but i want them to speak english but don't sound like an english person speaking english you know what i mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. we're asking a lot no, yeah, I mean, I, I know I'm asking a lot, but I feel like that that's very warranted. Like, if you're gonna give me, a I movie, do too. Give me some bullshit. Bro. I do too, but apparently it's not because it's more common for it to be the other way. Yeah, you know what I mean, the only time that that works with the dubbing thing, where I think it works okay, it's more just because it makes me laugh, is when they do like the old like ninja movies. Yeah, like that's it. Do you remember Buster Rhymes' Breaking Neck music video? Uh, I don't remember the music video. Great song, though. So there's, you know how they used to do like cutscenes in music videos back yeah, in the yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, So he did one and it was, um, he had his dreads braided like ram horns and oh, he went head up with a ram, like a, a animal. Yeah, yeah. And he said, do you want a ram with me? But his mouth was moving like he was speaking in an Asian, um, language. Yeah. But he said, do you want a ram with me? And his mouth was like, but it, yeah, it moves yeah, I mean, more yeah. than what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Good times. Good, good, good times. Um, anyway. Yeah, we got the, off on tangent. The reason why I brought that even yeah. up was um, because every now and then another turnoff that I have is there will be a movie that seems really good and the rating will be PG-13. Yeah. And my first thought is, I don't know if I'm going to be into this because I feel like you're going to leave a lot out. For sure. I feel like you're going to leave a lot of language out. You're going to leave a lot of uh, graphic uh, imagery out. Whatever the case is, I feel like you're just going to hold back. Turn off to me off top. Every now and then there'll be a PG-13 movie that's like, okay, I guess you didn't need the R or the TVMA or whatever. Right. But for the most part, if it's not R at the minimum, I already feel like I'm not going to fuck with it. Yeah, I'll give a good example of that that recently came out. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, the new Venom movie. Um, I think it's PG-13, and people were saying, like, those comics are pretty graphic and dark. Like, if they were to put the rated R, slap the rated R, and go a little further into, like, the gruesome stuff and, like, the language and all that, it would have been a way better movie, but they were scaled back because they put that PG-13 label. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's so that they are able to market to young kids and stuff, right? Like, right. But, uh, yeah, it takes away from the art, and it, it makes the movies not as great as they should be. Like, there's a plenty of shows that don't have cussing in it, and I was like, if they had cussing in this, it would make it that much better because it would make those jokes that they make hit a little differently right. with a fuck in it, you know? Because you you know what natural talk is as an adult. Yeah. And it's it's not pretty all the time. No. And you want that when you watch it. That's why I love HBO because HBO does not hold back on any of that shit. Yeah. Like, um, I got HBO Max a couple months ago and I started watching... DC Titans, which is like, mm-hmm. do you remember Teen Titans? Oh, yeah. So I was like, all right, this is about to be corny as fuck. Let me just try a couple episodes and see how it is. I thought it was going to be like the kids' show. No, nah, man, they're like uh, grinding people's face against like broken glass and cutting their face open and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, see, this is the shit I want to get to. Like these superhero movies in the comic books, they were super dark. And you guys are trying to make them into little kid adaptions, which is what was my whole beef with Spider Man. Like, while those movies are great, you know, it's like kiddish. Right. I want to see some people get fucked up. Batman was out here breaking skulls and shit and not giving a fuck. Right. I think that's why Deadpool did so well is because they took uh, advantage Deadpool. of the full rated R. The full range of rated R. Where it's yeah. like, I'm going to not only be vulgar, I'm going to be gross as fuck. I'm going to cuss it like, all the time. Uh, it's going to be very uh, gruesome, um, hella bloody, like all these things in one movie. And... I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say that they were taking a risk with it because I think most people wanted that. Yeah, especially from a character like Deadpool, he's kind of like the goofy, like goofy as in like he's like comical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, they, people want him to be cussing and people want him to be doing dark shit. Like for example, like the new there's a new Batman coming out right. and it has Robert Pattinson in it, mm-hmm. the dude from Twilight, and it's supposed to be like really, really dark and edgy. I want I that so. from Batman. Batman's kind of like a. The dude's a billionaire that beats up on homeless people for fun. Like, mm-hmm. we're really deducing it down to what he does. Like, I kind of want some fucked up shit in it. That's why I like the DC Titans because it's like a a dark version of superheroes. Like, I don't off, I don't want the popcorn stuff all the time. Like, it works well for the Avengers and stuff. But imagine if the Avengers was a little darker. That'd be dope. Do you know why I want Batman to be dark? I want him to show why him and the Joker are alike. Yeah, you know but they're I mean? like they're the same person, but on two different spectrums. Exactly. Yeah. Like you have both your parents killed, you're kind of lost in the world um, because you can't really relate to people because you're rich as fuck, but at the same time you're sad. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the exact opposite of the Joker. And you can't really find love because you can't expose that you're the Batman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would definitely create a complex in a person. Yeah. I want a depressed... um yeah, depressed Batman. Which Dark Knight in those movies kind of got close to it. You no, know what I mean? But I want an even dark. I want them to go dark, dark with Bro, Batman. I'm talking about like, I want someone that's um, really just unstable. And we perceive them as a good person. Like, you can kind of perceive the Joker as a good person. There's, there is definitely um, like people out there that say that what the Joker was doing. Because... Yeah, he took over Gotham. He fucked everything up. But at the same time, he was like fixing Gotham. Right. Like he's um, exposing cracks. Yeah, exactly. Exposing corruption, flaws. And the hypocrisy of Batman. Like, okay, you're supposed to be this hero, but you're technically a vigilante that's running around beating people up. Right. And if Batman was crazy, but he did good things, I think that that would be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. But and it also feels like everything Batman does is kind of self-serving. So it would be like great to see like him actually like get enjoyment out of beating up these criminals. You know, like yeah. he's not just doing it for the good of people, but he like he needs that in order to survive. Right. Like Dexter, Dexter, I yeah. was just thinking that, like yeah. he has to kill people in order to keep going. Yeah, that would man, be I'm so excited for Dexter. I know I, I said on here that I wasn't because I don't like when they do those reboots, but the more and more I see that commercial pop up, I'm like, oh, I'm ready. I need to see or. The reason why I'm excited for Dexter is because I want to see if his son is going to take his place. I want to see if Dev's going to come back. Does he have a new son in this? No, his other son. Is his son named Harry? I know his... I thought Harry was his dad. Yeah, isn't his son named Harry too? Maybe. I haven't watched the show. I need to go rewatch it. Actually, I might do that before the new one comes out. I'll definitely watch like a couple of the last seasons. Yeah, or maybe I'll like skip around and watch some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I like the show a lot. One one time we're gonna have to get on here and do like a top ten TV show, top ten songs, top like our top ten. Yeah, we can do that. Like a t- yeah, just a whole top ten episode. But yeah, I'm excited for Dexter. I like dark shit though, bro. Honestly, and I like uh, that's one one of the reasons why I love HBO. They take more risk than other places take. I like dark shit um, because I feel like it. Let you express a certain part of you that you can't really express mm-hmm. regularly, and maybe that's the intrigue of Squid Game is because people like seeing like other people fucked up. You know what I mean? Like they like seeing other situations that don't have to deal with them. Like I think there's a curiosity behind it. Exactly. It's like, like how does how would you die doing that? It's like what people's fascination with Saw movies. Like I yeah. like the Saw movies, but I like it because it's like a psychological thing. You know what I mean? Like. What possesses a person to want to torture other people right. and to think of all these ways in which they can torture them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's, there's interesting things there. And I think that's why a lot of people, uh, I kind of had a topic about this with the squid game thing, but like America is addicted to violence. Like we kind of like being able to put ourselves in the shoes of a person that's really violent without feeling like we're having those violent thoughts. Like I can watch something that's super violent and like get into it. But then I can absolve myself from feeling like that because it's just a TV show or it's just a movie. I think that that's um, at the core of humans in general. Yeah. Uh, I know Joe Rogan talks about it often, where he talks about like, um, like your, like the primal echo. Because if you go back to caveman times, it wasn't that civil. You know, you didn't no, have a court to go to. It's like I'm gonna kill you because you're in my area. Yeah. So that was just like a main part of us at a point. That, you know, it's just old DNA chilling there still that 
it's amusing to an extent, you know. Right. Obviously, we're a lot more mature when it comes to our our primitive growth. Yeah. So we know how to control it. We know, like, majority of us know how to control it, and we know how to um, be a part of society. Right. But deep down, there's still some intrigue, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, this this country was founded on violence. <laughs> I think most countries were. Yeah, I mean, everything that's happened, there's been more, uh, I think Nelly says it in a song, which is a weird quotation to use, but he said there's, uh, there's more people that have died in the name of God than have died in like disease, famine, or holy war. Probably. Or uh, not holy war, yeah, uh, gang just, war or something yeah. like that. It was on, it was one of those sweat, suit, suit, sweat, whatever, one of those albums, but, uh, that was actually a uh, underrated double disc. And hey I fuck with Nelly. I mean, yeah. I know people joke a lot about. Do you fuck with his last album that just came out? The country one? Yeah. I did not listen. Oh, so you don't I fuck with Nelly? Uh, I fuck with old Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I'll give it a listen. Yeah. Wink, wink. I'll give it a uh, listen. Yeah. I like that country song that he did a couple years ago with, uh, was it Ford of Georgia Line or whatever? I think you're going to say with Tim McGraw. That shit was fire, though. That too. was, yeah. That shit. Didn't he? So he did one for Tim, and I think Tim did one on his album, which wasn't as great as the one that they did. The one that was on Nelly's album, what was it called? Over, uh, over and over, over again. Over and over. Damn, I'm about to listen to that in the car. Man, Nelly's, <laughs> uh, well, this can kind of off topic, but Nelly's got some some of those like deep R&B hits like that, and mm-hmm. then there was, uh, uh, there was a video, I can't remember the name of the song, but he's riding a, a Ford Mustang like in the air with no wheels. And it was like, uh, it came out a couple years ago. Not a couple. It was like 2008, maybe. Oh, yeah. Just a dream. Just a dream. That and shit then, was fire. Back in the day, he had the song with Jaheem. Or, yeah, with oh, Jaheem. My Place. My Place. And he was low key singing. Yeah. He was kind of singing. It was low key a duet. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. a rap duet ish sing. Yeah. He was one of, maybe one of the first rap singers. Oh, for sure. It was, he was in like that same, um, you know, with like Ja Rule. Him, like they, everyone tried to give album. credit to Drake for being the person who's like, no, I don't rap or rappers can sing. I don't give it to him at all. Maybe he, maybe he did it like bigger than anybody else, but I don't, sure. I don't, yeah. Cause I remember Wiz Khalifa doing that shit before him. Well, and I know, I know people are going to get mad at this, especially Drake fans, but he got a lot of that swag from 808s. Probably. Drake's whole, all right, we'll get into this. Drake's whole thing came off of 808s, honestly, like his whole sound. The, the whole, like, putting the drums Damn. underwater and Did shit. you hear my stomach growling? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I have an H. And this That's is our crazy. guest appearance. Uh, I know. But, uh, just told me. His whole, uh, his whole kind of, like, is at least the early on, like, so far gone, sounds like it could have been uh, produced by Kanye. Yes. And I think that that's why they don't necessarily like each other that much right now. Oh, Kanye, I remember watching an old interview where Kanye said that he cussed out 40 for stealing his drums or something. That's also a weird thing where um, producers have sounds. Yeah. Like stealing sounds. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, Music-wise, though, well, I guess we can touch on music a little. Don Tolliver, you yes. for that? 15 tracks is what I saw. Oh, really? Yeah, two Travis nice. Scott features. Okay. Uh, Cali is on there. Yep. Okay. Uh, that was a single, though, I think. There was also another person on there. I'm surprised Travis not on there more. I wanted Future on there, though, when you text me that, Future and Roddy. I'm really excited for whatever Roddy's got coming next, too. Yeah, I can see Roddy and Don Tulliver being a good combo. It'd be cool. It'd be like, um, like I didn't think that Roddy and the baby could work well together, but that song's a fucking smash. Mm-hmm. I think Roddy is one of those people that kind of fits in wherever. He's like a... Like a void filler. I didn't love his feature on Donda, though. 
Yeah, like I said, I went through it one time. So I don't even yeah, know yeah. I, I mean, that, that was like one of the only Roddy songs where I was like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool. I probably will never listen to this again, though. Okay. But I'm excited. So there was a song, too, that was supposed to come out on his last album. It was him and Kendrick. He, like, previewed it. Well, the rumor was that it was Kendrick. Who, Roddy or Don? Uh, Roddy. Okay. And um, he performed the song at, a like, a, one of his concerts. And then everybody was guessing that Kendrick was on the feature because Roddy was like, I got a big feature. I'm not going to tell you who it is. And then it got pulled last minute. So I'm hoping that that song ends up on, if it is him and Kendrick, Kendrick's album or his next Roddy's next album. Kendrick's going to drop, like, an end-of-the-year album so that... He's most remembered for best album of the year. Well, they're saying they're saying he's dropping this month. I don't understand why artists don't do that, where where they drop at the very end of the year, because there's always the argument like who had the best album at the end or who had the best album of the year. Yeah, no one remembers a January the first week of January drop. Everybody has recency bias. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm sure that's a huge factor when it comes to voting. Yeah, for sure. I also learned recently that there's two points in a year when you can submit for the Grammys. Yeah, it's like right before September and one's like right before Christmas. Yeah, so a lot of people try to drop like right. I I read that too. Like they tried to drop like right before September. That's why there were there were so many rumors of albums coming out end of August. Got it. Okay, that makes sense for the rush for the last month or so. Who do you think's had the best album this year, or at least the one you've most enjoyed? Hmm. Let me ask you this: Did you listen to the Tyler Creator album? Tyler the Creator album. What was it called? Uh, call me if you get lost. Yeah, call me if you get lost. Uh, I think I heard a couple tracks. It has like DJ drama on it. Yeah, I think I heard just a couple singles. Mm. I haven't listened to this album. All I, I mean, I'm not a big Tyler person, so I mean, but a lot of people are saying that that's the album of the year for them. He's one of those people that his um his personality to me like I'm more drawn to his personality than yeah. his music. Um, and that's not to take away from his music. Like I think he makes all. incredible music. It's yeah. just I don't. I just think he's a funny ass person. That yeah. anytime he's in an interview or anytime like someone like catches him candidly, like with recording like a video, like I'm watching it. Yeah, because I just want to see like his antics because I think he's a funny ass person. I know you're gonna hate me for saying this, but I think my album of the year is Nas King's Disease too. Okay, I didn't listen to it. So uh, him and Hit Boy, dude, they have a, a crazy chemistry. See, I need to look, look at the list of albums that even came out this year because I don't know what came out the first quarter of the year. Yeah, I think the biggest... All. Did um, Featuring Ty Dolla Sign come out this year? Or was that last year? Uh, I don't know. The Purple album. See, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know what the fuck came out this year. What about you, Tor? What, do you have an f- album of the year? I'm still waiting on Kendrick. I got really high anticipation for that. Yeah. Um, I think the Tyler album was cool just on like a creative and, and rollout sense. The rollout was dope. Those um, videos were super sick. You see his uh, Coachella performance? Uh-uh. He like built like a whole hotel and like a boat and all this stuff on the stage and it was like the whole performance was him like traveling around Europe at different points of the stage. Oh, that's, that's pretty sick. dope. Yeah. It's worth watching. That's real sick. I'll have to check that out. I've never been a big, like, I don't know. His music just never really connected for me, but obviously I, I appreciate his artistry. Like, he puts a lot into what he does, and I think that that's super dope. I would love for him and Frank Ocean to reconnect, though. Like, some of my favorite Frank Ocean I don't know. I don't really know what happened with that whole situation. Like, him, Frank. Um, Did J. Cole have an album this year? Oh, yeah, Cole. Yeah, Cole's up there for me, for sure. That album was great. Did you hear his? Uh, did you hear the recent freestyle that he put out over the Drake song? Was he featured? Like he had someone featured on it? No, he just did a freestyle over um, "Pipe Down." No, I saw um, he had something with someone else on it not too long ago. Oh, uh, did uh, Joyner Lucas? 
probably. Yeah. I think that came out like two Oh, weeks. it was a single. Yeah, like two yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, now that you said that, I think Cole might have had my album of the year for sure. So either him or Nas, but I know you're not a Nas fan. We can come back to this conversation because I need to go back and look. I think about this every year where January, February, someone will drop something and I'm like, damn, this is amazing. And I, I know I'm going to forget about it completely forget, yeah. by the end of the year. I got two people I'm waiting on for the end of the year. It's Kendrick, obviously, and Push. Push would be dope. He's got it, bro. He, what, where, where is Push, man? I don't know. Where is Push? We're two of the biggest Push fans in the world. He's a very unique artist. I feel like he just he just doesn't care about the pressure of to drop albums. He's just like, I'm going to drop the shit whenever I feel like it. If I feel like this is great, it's coming out when it's coming out. And right. I almost feel like any different. he releases albums like mixtapes where he's like, yeah, I just wanted to drop. Like you just said. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is this is a good time. When I was telling you, I was really excited because Pharrell's been getting. Oh, that's another album before. I'll get back to the Pharrell thing in a second. Moneybag Yo. Oh, yeah. Great album. I like that. Great album. Uh, but he's another person. His personality, his personality and his. Are, are actually pretty equal to me. His personality sold me on his music. Yeah. Because I didn't know too much about him. I had heard songs like here and there. And then I watched, I think you sent me that Breakfast Club interview. Oh, maybe. I think that was you. And I started watching. I was like, oh, I fuck with that. Like, this his whole demeanor and stuff. Let me check out the music. And the music matched the demeanor. I was like, oh, okay, I, I rock with this. I remember when Meg The Stallion was coming up. That was her dude at the time. And then I remember seeing like he got signed to Yo Gotti. I think so. Something like that. Oh, shout out Yo Gotti too. He just uh, invested in um, ML, uh, MLS team. It's worth like eighty million or, or something crazy. I don't know the actual number. I'm just saying. That's shit. But that's really dope to see people affecting other spaces other yeah. than the typical ones. Yeah. But yeah. After I seen Gotti sign him, I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, he's dope. Man. From there, I was like, "Yeah, he's that cool. song with him and Pharrell, the certified Neptunes." That's my shit. That whole album is dope, bro. You want to know a crazy thing? Did you know that Q-Tip actually tried to... He was working with Meg Thee Stallion really early on and was trying to get her signed and a bunch of labels said no. Hmm. Yeah, he like took her to labels and was like, hey, this is, she's going to be the next hottest thing. You need to sign this girl and then nobody would do it. I feel like Q-Tip has a side of him that I just don't know because his music doesn't sound... Um, I guess intimidating or like he seems like, like a very pull. soft. I won't say soft person, but like soft spoken. You know, he just seems like very just chill. So like him yeah. working with Meg is like she right. seems like very ratchet out there, like drawing attention. He's like more of like uh, I'll just get on the songs, but you quick sixteen is going to be really fire, but it's not going to be anything like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's super. A, he's an interesting person. Uh, real quick, R. Kelly convicted. Yeah, I mean, don't give a fuck. It's kind of what happens when you do I, shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know there's been a debate lately on his music. I'm, I'm cool. What do you mean a debate on his music? Like, remember we talked about separating the artist from the the art, mm -hmm. uh, and people have been debating on like whether or not you can still listen to R. Kelly music, even though now he's been like convicted of all this shit. Mm -hmm. For me, nah, I can't. Every time I hear R. Kelly's music, I think of, I only watched like maybe two episodes of uh, Surviving R. Kelly because mm -hmm. that just shit was just too traumatic for me. And I'll admit this, I'm a 31-year-old male, but I cried one episode because the parents were literally outside of R. Kelly's mansion or whatever trying to get their daughter oh, out the of there. Uh, yeah, maybe hotel or whatever. And um, they literally couldn't get her away because he had her under such like a trance. Mm -hmm. And the parents are like screaming and stuff. And I was just like... You know, I have young sisters, so that shit just, like, hit me in a completely different way. And I was like, man, I can't separate it. Like, and with him calling himself, like, the Pied Piper and all that, like, just the and the Chocolate Factory stuff, like. Bro, I saw this clip. It's too deep for me. It was him. I think he was in, pretty sure it was Ethiopia, maybe Nigeria. Anyway, he had a concert 
out in Africa and he's singing and he was saying, like, who wants to come back to America with me? Um, do you have your passport? Do you have your shots? And he's singing this. That is asking, do you have your passport? I guess is not weird. Yeah. Asking, do you have your shots? It's fucking weird yeah, to yeah. sing. Like what? <laughs> like it was just a weird thing to say, you know? Yeah. And then knowing everything that I know now about R. Kelly and what he had been doing this whole time, it's like, dang, like you're really about some weird shit, bro. Yeah, you're really a scumbag. Like you're really like recruiting on yeah. stage. Like what the fuck? Because when we were kids, I mean, like we heard about it, but like we weren't very conscious of what he was doing. Like when he had that pull peeing video, like we just thought that shit was funny. It, we thought it was funny because Chappelle made fun of it. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Like it was lighthearted at the time, but now yeah. you look back on it, that shit's nasty. It's weird how things can kind of go with Jesus Christ without being seen, even though they're in the open. For example, like um, there's a video of R. Kelly pissing on an underage girl. Straight to our face. Right. They said it. They talked about it. But at the time, everyone just kept it pushing. Um, Ignition Remix comes out and everyone's okay. You know what I mean? Like uh, him marrying Aaliyah. Yeah, like all these things that are clear red flags. Just kind of let go. Yeah. Because I think because he was such a big artist that people didn't want to believe that shit about him. Hmm. You know, they didn't want to see him for the creep that he was. They just wanted to be able to enjoy the music. And now the things that he's done are so glaring that you can't just ignore who he was before for the music. I wonder if Tyga and Kylie Jenner is going to be like a thing that comes out. Later. That was a weird situation, too. It seemed like a lot of people were fucking with the Kardashian girls young. Yeah. That's weird. Which, and then, who that, was it? I want to say, deep. I think it was uh, Kanye who was like, uh, everyone's talking shit about Tyga, but I think he's thinking ahead or something like that. Someone said it. Push had a line where he said, if you ask me, uh, Tyga looking like a genius. Yeah, like that's some weird shit to say, bro. Yeah. Like, it's weird. You can't say that when she's a minor. Yeah. That's weird. I don't and care who you are. That's weird. As somebody's like PR or publicist or something, you should have been like, there should have been like a retraction of that statement somewhere, you know, like, or there should have been some media training where we'd be like, just don't talk. Just if you don't have anything good to say about the situation, that's going to make you look good. Just don't talk about it at all. I mean, saying that to push, I don't think yeah, he's never given a fuck. Yeah, he literally, he literally right. said, uh, what tick, tick, tick about 40. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I don't think he cares about perception or whatever. Um, yeah. Real quick, going back to the movie rating thing, because we never really got into it, but the movie rating thing, uh, yeah, man, I'm one of those people that uh, ratings don't really do anything for me, because there's been a lot of movies that I've seen with really shitty ratings that I've loved. I can say that when it comes to reviews. Yeah. There's been a lot of movies with really bad reviews that I've ended up liking a lot. Yeah. But when it comes to ratings, I think that I've usually been pretty correct. Like, mm -hmm. if there's, like, a thriller movie that's PG-13, I'm like, yeah, they're... You're not triggering. Oh, me okay. I was thinking ratings more of like a, out of five stars. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying you're talking um, about the actual. Like, I'm saying both. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying ratings. Yes, um, like a um, audience ratings. Yeah, there's been some that have been rated really low, and movies and those movies I end up liking. Then when it comes to ratings, like um, PG-13 radar stuff like that, usually I'm I'm pretty correct. 
Um, when it comes to this movie's PG-13, I don't know if I'm going to like it because it is PG-13 and I know this type of genre usually doesn't do well with a lower rating for me. Yeah. Like the thriller movie, if it's PG-13, I'm probably not going to fuck with it. Yeah. Like that's, it's going to be very watered down. Um, there's not going to be a lot of action and the action is going to, if there is a lot of action, it's, it's going to be, be cut mild. Up. It's going to be so cut. You know what I mean? Mild at best. Yeah. Like everything's going to be from like, like armpit up like you're yeah. not gonna see shit happening you know what I mean yeah we're gonna see like two people humping under covers yeah something like that see some titties yeah. yeah I got you let me see him fuck you wanna see some titties let me see him fuck yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> uh, one thing that Netflix did get me on that I haven't watched but I put it on my list because the little preview thing looked good was the uh, did you see that preview it's like Ryan Reynolds where he's a uh, like a uh, 911 operator yeah, I think so. And the lady's like calling, and she's he she's like in the car with somebody, and he's having to like talk to her, uh, like in code because she's been like abducted or something. Oh, you're thinking Ryan Gosling? Ryan got is it Ryan Gosling? Yeah, the guilty. Is that what it is? Yeah, I just watched that. Wait, that was Ryan Gosling. Yeah, you said Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is um Ryan Gosling's a, the little blonde dude from uh you ever watch or, not Ryan Gosling um Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. I was yeah. gonna say Ryan Gosling's a dude from uh, you ever watch Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah. Oh no, great, I know great who, fucking I know movies. It is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that I was intrigued a little bit by that. It looks kind of good. It's okay. Did you you saw it? Mm-hmm. It's just okay. It was cool. I liked him. Give and, me a rating one to ten. I say six. Okay, six. I'll watch a six. Yeah, yeah. I think I should. Also I would enjoy that shit, but I'll watch it. I think you'd be like, yeah, it's a six at the end. What's a comparable six to it? A comparable six? That's a tough question. Because six is like better than not better. Better than not better. Yes. Better than not good. That's what I would say. So it's just an above average movie. Yes. But not spectacular. Yes. Okay. The end of it, I was Pretty kind good. of like. Meh. Like, that's it, really? Did you ever watch the movie on Netflix where it was, like, the deaf girl in the house and somebody was trying to kill her? Yeah, that was kind of corny to me. Yeah, that shit. I, I was really excited when I saw the preview for that. I think and then, it was PG-13. And it might have been a five for me. I think it was PG-13. Oh, uh, she, like, tried to hit him with the bow and arrow set and all that? Yeah. Yeah, I felt like I wasted two hours of my time on that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, should we get out of here? Let's get it. All right, episode 89 of the No Structure Podcast. Once again, we are the most structural podcast in the world. That is a fucking guarantee. Obviously, from what we just, uh, we went, we zoomed in and out of everything. We covered R. Kelly. We covered financial losses. We covered everything. Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you catch us every other Monday. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube, the No Structure Podcast.com. Easiest place you can find everything. Uh, no Structure Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, any quick thoughts before we, we get out of here? Nope. Any shout outs? You want to shout anybody out? Shout out to you. Uh, it's almost your birthday. You're about to be 32. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to the 30 year olds out here. All the, <laughs> all the 30 range millennials. Trying to figure it out. All the 30 year olds that feel like they're 25. Yeah. 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 I like that one. Shout out to Shane. Uh, he's moving this week. So yeah. Best shout wishes to my best wishes to my guy. Thank you for coming on. I feel like I had one more shout out to do. Oh, you know who we never got to shout out and I've been meaning to for months and months and months and months is your cousin Spice. Forgetting, yeah. forgetting married. Yeah, shout out Spice. Yeah, shout out Spice and Creed. Congrats, Creed. congrats on the marriage. Love to see that. Yeah, we have the same birthday, so happy birthday to him. Also. Oh, you and Creed have the same birthday? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. It is dope. It's real dope. Yeah, and happy birthday to my mom. 
you see this mom so many birthdays yeah yeah I, actually it's like my mom my uncles and my aunt's birthday all in the same week is it your birthday coming up too tour and in November. Oh, oh my yeah. God. So, yeah. so many birthdays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, unfortunately, mine's not until next year. So. Oh yeah, you're you're out of the mob. Yeah, but uh, yeah, episode eighty-eight or episode eighty-nine. <laughs> Dude, you did a really good reversal sound just now. Okay. Like a, a reverse track. Like reverse. Yeah. All right. So yeah, episode eighty-nine. Uh, we will be back in two weeks for episode ninety, and we're finally out of the fucking eighties. Yeah, it's felt like August when it comes to eighties. Just oh, in August is the eighth month. Mess. I see the science. Yeah. I see the math, King. I, I did the math. <laughs>